0: Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of the Brekkie Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am, Monday to Friday. Joining us on Grand Final Friday is the Mayor of Greater Shepparton, Shane Saleh. Good morning, Shane.
1: Good morning, Terry. Thanks for having me on.
0: Well, thanks for your time on this public holiday. Uh, even though it has been a short week, you still managed to fit in a council meeting.
1: Yeah, it has uh, been a shorter week than, than obviously normal, but yes, uh, always time for a council meeting, so that took place on Tuesday.
0: Been a couple of stories making headlines since then. The first one was in relation to sites available for affordable housing and uh, started with three sites that were going out to the community and it's been brought down to one. Can you fill us in on that one, Shane?
1: Yeah, so that went up on Tuesday night again and as you mentioned, there were three sites and uh, Deputy Mayor Anthony Brophy chose to put up a, an alternative motion to only include one site, that being the Rose Street car park. So I should probably highlight only a part of the Rose Street car park would be put up for consideration uh, that was supported uh, on the night and now obviously we'll go through the necessary steps of putting that parcel of land out for expressions of interest and, and see what we get back from that.
0: Yeah, it's supported by about half the council and I think you used your casting vote to get it through. Why have the other two possible sites been, um, you know, taken off the table? Because, you know, Shane, we just do keep hearing about how we need more affordable housing in our CBD because, you know, that's where the services are, aren't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, that's a fair question. And I guess it's probably the information that we have in regards to what we think is appropriate. And at the end of the day, uh, it's a council-owned asset that effectively we're putting up for consideration. And we felt on the the previous uh, consultation that took place regarding Morton-Nixon that one of these locations uh, was effectively across the road and and perhaps could uh, bring similar concerns. Now, rather than try and, I guess, eliminate multiple sites as you go along through the process. We wanted to focus on one that we felt would be most appropriate and that's what we're doing. So uh, we're really confident that Rose Street can have success and uh, we're keen to hear what community has to say once we get to that point. But
0: you're going to need more than one side to really address this affordable housing issue, aren't you?
1: Oh, there's no question. And even if we were to put up those three sites and they were successful, you wouldn't even get close to touching the edges of being able to um, offer support to those in need but we also have to be mindful that once we make these decisions uh, they're there for a lifetime now and that's you know with any planning decision uh, although there's a, a, a sense of urgency to help support the need that they in, that's required uh, you, you don't make planning decisions um, under a rushed format so look, we're, we're comfortable obviously with where we're going and If Rose Street is achieved um, and that can have success and community buy into the need of wanting to support these projects uh, in the CBD, then those other locations may be considered into the future.
0: I'm just thinking about homeless people and and there's been a bit of uh, reporting about, you know particular concerns i mean there should be concerns all the time and and we do all sympathize i'm sure but you know with flooding at the moment people living in tents along the rivers it's just it really brings back into focus the fact that people are living you know without proper accommodation and uh that that's a that's a that's a horrible thought isn't it
1: oh there's no question i mean look it's you, know, you can never imagine yourself being in that position, but you know we all know that it could happen to any one of us at any point, and uh, we've got a responsibility not only to try and facilitate uh, those developments from a council perspective, it's also council supporting privatised uh, developers doing it in their own space. So I'm sure you're well aware that um, affordable housing isn't just reliant on council offering uh, land uh, for, for interest. It is happening already and council internally are also supporting those developers. So it doesn't just rest with council. Everyone needs to do their bit, and, and we're well aware that there are people out there that own property are looking at opportunities to you know have a mix of commercial and, and affordable housing take place where in the past that would never have been considered. So it's definitely a front of mind.
0: The whole um, public consultation sort of process for things like this, though, is a real challenge. And I don't just mean to, you know, to um, zoom in on council in particular, but any sort of government or organisation. I mean, you can put something on the internet. You can, um, I guess, put something in the paper. We could be talking about it now. But how do you really reach those people that it affects the most? and You know, those, the most vulnerable in our community. I mean, how, how can they have input into these sorts of pro- proposals? That's a real challenge, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and that was something that uh, Councillor Abdullah also um, really emphasised strongly around being added to the motion. Uh, she added that, uh, I guess, broader consultation being facilitated that to actually hear from those that are, that are in need of this kind of um, accommodation and, and long-term housing as well. So, I mean, those organisations like Beyond Housing and Winterham are going to have to come forward and, and support us with, giving us that information and perhaps having those that have either used their services before or are in need of their services to hear from them as well. So, I mean, look, Kerry, it is challenging. Community consultation, absolutely. I mean, you know, you can only do so many press, media releases, um, you know, social media posts, all those types of things to try and engage community. We obviously got a significant amount of feedback in the last consultation, but that was the first project that was underway. It was quite raw for our community. I think now we're all, well accustomed to what's in what's needed and, and how we can achieve that.
0: So the big story coming out of the council meeting was in relation to Shepherd and North, and a report saying that there won't be demand for a third supermarket in Shepherd and North until 2037. However, there has been permission granted already for a second supermarket alongside the existing Fairley's, IGA. Um, I, I believe the report also sort of called for a bit more guidance for the entire precinct because there is so much development going up in that region and that's really going to be kind of a population hotspot hot going forward, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the north is effectively a a growth corridor in itself. Now, although there has there always been um, little pockets of development taking place, but now with the sports precinct, um, the potential development, further commercial development, as you mentioned, around um, the current site there on Yamurka Road and, and Hawkins Street. Uh, we're obviously seeing North Quarter being developed now on Verney Road, and all that land through there has been identified as future residential uh, growth. We've obviously got the, the second secondary school going out just there on Verney Road as well. So that that whole North Growth Corridor is going to have significant uh, expansion as the years progress and, and we want to hear from community as to what they think that space should look like it's going to be completely transformed when you think about it in, in 10 to 15 years that whole space is going to look completely different so to include the sports precinct to include residential growth and to include the commercial growth in that precinct uh, we're going to have set up a, a structure plan and we want to hear from community as to what they think is appropriate in that space.
0: Another item that was addressed was council opposing single member ward the single member ward electoral structure which is probably a little bit of jargon there for most for most listeners but essentially I'm sure you can explain it better than me Shane we have is it nine councillors that cover the whole of greater shepherd and then they can come from anywhere but under a ward structure they would be geographically allocated
1: Yeah, that's right. So look, we're probably one of maybe four or five local government councils within Victoria that currently don't have a ward system. So in some ways, we're probably fortunate at the moment. Some of your listeners and even yourself, Terry, might recall, because it wasn't that long ago that we had, I think it was the old Rodney Shire City Council in Shepherding Shire. So that was effectively like a ward system. Uh, there is talk about, you know, come the next election that we would be uh, moving towards a ward system. We're not sure whether, obviously, that it's been proposed as individual wards, but there are many regional cities that, you know, say, for instance, we've got nine councillors, they would have three by three, so you'd have three councillors per ward. Uh, an individual ward system would create even more probably issues uh, in itself. Uh, because so so that's
0: like, is that like wards within wards sort of thing?
1: As in the three by three or is that what no, you're
0: No, I'm saying? just you're saying so there'd be probably be three wards, three councillors for each ward. That's
1: how, that's how it works in other regional cities of a similar demographic size to um, Greater Shep. But the individual ward system, from the reading I've been doing it, it's, it's based on population. So they'll just divide, so you're representing the same amount of people. Does so that make sense? So,
0: yeah, yeah, yes, I understand I said geographically allocated, but that's yeah. not correct. It it would be more population because no. there's no yeah, point in yeah, having population. three for Shepparton and then three for outer areas if there's far less population, I guess. Correct. But I mean, that's we we'd all correct. like to see um, more people standing for council that are that are from those outer areas, though, wouldn't we?
1: Oh, there's no question. I think it's just more about that you might only have uh, one candidate, perhaps isn't as strong in those areas that get in and don't necessarily offer the representation and then you you can have some really strong candidates elsewhere that would miss out because you can only get one person.
0: Well, you do see that. You do see that happening in the surrounding um, councils, don't you? I think like Strathbogie and and places like that, I think some of those councillors, you know, were elected unopposed the last election.
1: And one of the other things is that you can actually then have people that will go and represent a ward that they don't live in as well just to get elected.
0: And then I guess you get you get these like like they're there to represent that ward, but you really need to be working together across the board and have a big picture, too, don't you?
1: Yeah, look, literally, as the current group of councils right now. Obviously, we all have different opinions about different things, but we collectively want to make Greater and even better. So we don't sing we don't sit there and singleify. You know, oh, we need to do this for that area, and if not, why well, won't do this? And if you then can imagine eight individual wards, when you're talking about nine individual wards, if if you're then talking about a particular area that isn't relevant to you, it, it would be hard to uh, lead off that contribution to want to enhance it. Yeah. You're always going to be wanting to defend your...
0: Yeah, it sounds one. like a bit and of a ni- nightmare, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would. And, and, there's, and the, there's obviously chat around, you know, what does that mean for budgets? You know, then do you have nine individual budgets? All those type of things. So it can get messy not only from a community perspective, but also from an internal operations as well. But look... We've got a pretty strong stance on that we want to remain unsubdivided and we're going to advocate as strongly as we possibly can you know, through local government, and through the local government minister, I should say, as well as regional cities, Victoria, as many other um, bodies as well that will try and get our position put across as strongly as possible.
0: Shane, I think I'd better let you get to the gym. If uh, the most recent McPherson Media publication of Don is any guide, you've got a modelling career to think about. Uh, That'll be our first and last. Oh, yeah. Never say never, Shane.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you, Perry. Yeah, good timing. I'll be able to uh, head off to the gym now. So thanks for having me on this
0: morning. Thank you very much for your time this morning, the Mayor of Greater Shepparton, Shane Sarley.
1: The Shepparton Golf Club is regional golf's hidden gem right around your doorstep on the banks of the beautiful Goulburn River. With over a century of proud history, the Shepparton Golf Club features regularly in Australia's top 100 courses and is found in superb condition all year round. With first-class dining, entertainment and on-course accommodation, the Shepparton Golf Club provides its members and guests a prestige golfing, entertainment and dining experience that is rich in culture with a warm, welcoming country vibe. For more information on membership, restaurant and event calendar, visit sheppartinggolf.net.au and view our offering. Or call us anytime on 5821
0: 2717. 1FM Sponsor. Footy finals are upon us again. Do you want a new TV to watch your team win the Premiership this year? Jason's TV have large Samsung TVs on special with stock currently available. We love selling the Samsung TV range because not only is the picture quality great, but they have the best smart TV functions including KO for your sports viewing and the footy finals. Jason's TV can home deliver and set it all up for you with full instructions so it's easy to use. So for huge savings on your next TV, call Jason's TV, 0403 688 666. One fm Sponsor.
1: Station Sponsors McNamara Real Estate are now servicing the entire Goulburn Valley area. Our proud local family-run business is pleased to offer you a comprehensive service that comes with decades of local real estate experience between our team and is the region's best value agency, offering the area's only all-inclusive cap price commission rates. That's right, cap price commission. So if you're considering selling your home, please contact McNamara Real Estate on 5831 6405. That's 5831 6405 or visit us at McNamaraRealEstate.com.au.
0: You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.